0: There was a while when every single week I was f***ing up my intro. And I haven't f***ed up in about six months. I'm going to do it now. Do
1: you do a vocal warm-up every morning?
0: No. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Mar, and I'm delighted to welcome my guest this week. Actress Tony O'Rourke and blogger Louise Cooney are with us in studio. Ladies, you're very welcome. Thank you. I didn't mess up. <laughs> you did it. I did it. <laughs> Ladies, before we get into things, it's time to play our favorite game. So it's called Six Words or Less and it's for our readers of Her.ie and our listeners of the podcast who may not know who you are. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less. And Louise, it looks like... I've just asked you for your homework. (laughs) So um, you looked terrified for a second. So I think I want to go to
2: you first. I was going to wait and see what you did, but um, I, I, yeah, okay. I'm going to go with random words. Yeah. Okay, from Limerick, fashion blogger, um, love, Cooper. I would say love my dog but oh, that's not Cooper's enough Oh, your
0: dog mm, That was yes, brilliant mm. I have to say um, It's a summary of my life Yeah, day. I have to say you are the only person who in over a year of doing this emailed me back and asked whether it was a sentence or individual words <laughs> for this game because sometimes people do either but no one has asked me that question before and Mm -hmm. I just thought it was brilliant. You were like really, I'm gonna gonna nail this game, yeah. Uh, And
2: I did not. (laughs) No,
0: you did great. I appreciated the question as well. I think I said that as well.
1: Tony, six words or less? Mine was, I want to live with chimpanzees. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I didn't actually realize they were (laughs) descriptive words of ourselves.
0: They can be anything. Do you really
1: like chimps? Like I love chimps. I've never met one Yes. So like that could change.
0: Have you watched the documentary on Netflix, Jane? No. It's about Jane Goodall who lived lived with chimps. She's like the chimp woman.
1: Oh, I do know about her, but I haven't watched the documentary. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's really interesting. Where did she live? She lived, well, now she lives in England, I think. But she went and lived in Africa with chimpanzees and did like crazy documentation on their family life. and it was amazing she did very very well back in like the 60s or the 70s I can imagine it they're like humans like I feel like Cooper's a human so they're, so they're
2: so even more human yeah, so like yeah you babies.
0: just you, you wouldn't want to get too close now they're absolutely terrifying though are they yeah well they're, no they're
1: so nice they're yeah <laughs> I mean, no. want to live with chimpanzees we've never had that before yeah but I've heard So I did my research So I didn't actually email I just went and listened To what other people said Oh okay And then some people Were descriptive words And then hmm. some people Were sentences Like Beck O'Keefe's was Drake's still not my boyfriend. Yeah, uh, want to be with Drake yeah, or something funny like yeah. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. We did learn a lot about you, Louise, and your six words. Not so much about oh, you, Tony. Okay. So let's talk about your career first. Right. So you
1: are an actress.
0: I am. So tell us about why you wanted to be an actress.
1: I don't know. I kind of came into it really, really young. So a lot of friends and family are in the industry mm. and I kind of was growing up around it. And then I had so much energy as a child, like I still have so much energy, but like had so much energy as a child. My mum was like, what do I do? Like I, I can't handle this. And I was doing like swimming and ballet and football and everything. Yeah. So then she threw me into drama class in Anne Cavanagh's in the Young People's Theatre over in Rathfarnham. Yeah because Anne actually taught her when she was in school so she was like this is the only person I know we'll send her over there and I loved it and I was there right the way up till I was about 19 and kind of was like this is so cool and then when I was 13 got my first professional job and was like yeah, if I could do this as a living, that would be pretty cool.
0: And so, did you, when you got to like 18, 19, thinking about college, was it always going to be training as an actor? Or did you just want to start working straight away? Because I know that's one yeah. of those things that kind of people, I don't know,
1: if you're an actor and you think about whether you need the extra training or yeah. if you've
0: been doing it for so long.
1: I So, when I left school, I went straight to London. So, I was like, that's it They have the best training in the world That's where I'll go right. And I always had like The big big drama skills in my head Like when I was 15 I went over to Radha And did this course That I'd like Worked all summer for Like I was this like Madly obsessed 15 year old child yeah. where everyone was out playing I was like no I'm going to work as a childminder and get this money and go over so I did that so fun. I know it's pretty I was a lot of fun when I was <laughs> Um and then I went over loved it over there then I moved when I left school I moved and lived with my godmother who was living over there and then subsequently ended up in Vietnam okay that happens when you go to London <laughs> 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 Random. <laughs> there was a job that brought me over there okay. and then over there I met a Irish actress called Sarah Green and she kind of was like, Look, I went to the Gaiety School of Acting in Dublin, get in, get out, it's a two year course. That's my best advice for you. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, cool. So I came home, went back to Dublin and trained there and then graduated in twenty fifteen. Right. Training for me was quite important. Um because I'd been in the industry... I mean, industry is such a weird word. But anyway, like because I was working as an actor for a while. yeah. There's just certain elements of it that I wasn't really aware of or what I didn't really know. And I'd never been on stage before or anything like that. Yeah. So I wanted to explore that side, and I did. And it was kind of the best thing I did. I think training is for me it was imperative for my career. So you
0: graduated in 2015
1: then we'll talk about like some of the stuff
0: you've been working on which is just incredible work since then. Um, But Louise, blogger, Mm -hmm. so you have over, is it over 120,000 followers on, on Instagram? Yeah. I always find it so interesting because your career has really only been going in this industry for the last kind of two years, is that right? Yeah I've been full
2: time a year and a half.
0: Yeah. But I've been blogging about maybe three and a half four so I
2: studied communications and then I did my master's in marketing and I didn't really ever know what I was going to end up up in but I hoped it would be fashion that's always where like my interests lie that's always where where my passion was how come you didn't study fashion then or was that just I looked into it but there's not many courses in Ireland um like there's some, but they're not kind of to the level of what of what I wanted to do. Yeah, there's design courses and things like yeah, that. And it's, yeah, it's kind of hard, to, and especially when I didn't really know what route I wanted to go down. I didn't want to do design. I had never done art, you know. Yeah. So it's tricky, and like the fashion buying course in Ireland can be really really expensive, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So there, that's really the only fashion course that you can study is fashion buying, and yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to do that either. Right. So um, I'd always. So you always kind of worked. used your
0: blog as like an outlet mm-hmm. then for that.
2: Yeah, I had always worked in fashion. And then when I got my job after college, I had no fashion in my life anymore. I wasn't working in it and I wasn't kind of I didn't have the hobby anymore. You yeah. know, so that's when I started my blog and that's when I got really into it. Yeah. And I was just so committed to it. I spent all my time outside of work, before work, during work, sometimes, <laughs> not always, <laughs> um, lunch, after work, always working on it. And then it just got to a level where I couldn't do both anymore I had to make the choice. Yeah. So yeah, it was the best thing I ever did. I haven't looked back, you know.
0: So what do you think? I mean, it's such a a huge achievement what you've done in such a short space of time in terms of the going full-time. So mm-hmm. that's been like a year and a half mm-hmm. full-time. So what do you think made your blog different to all of the other blogs that were kind of, you know, starting around the same time or or doing it. I mean, there's so many people now who the word blogger is associated mm. with so much now mm. but like there's very few who can actually work full time and and it be their career so what mm. do you think made you different? That's such a tough question. <laughs> no, I really don't know I have never never thought about that. Okay and I- yeah, well let's get into it <laughs> it's Friday morning. Um, I
2: just know that I worked really really hard at it and I yeah. loved it and I built relationships and um. Just, I don't know, I guess I never lost the love for it. So I, I don't, I can't speak for anybody else because I, I can't even think of somebody who started at the same time as me because I wasn't even living in Ireland at the time. Right. So um, I, that, I don't know.
0: So did you have a blog that you looked at when you were younger that you were like, I want to do that. Like, who were your kind of... I remember looking at um, Anushka. Oh, what was that? She's been on the podcast, actually. Has she? Yeah, she's been on. She's brilliant. She's Years Years I, yeah.
2: I remember, like, first year of college, I thought it was at 2010. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, look at this. This is so cool. I remember I told her this. I saw her getting off the bus one day. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's some, like, international blogs as well that I looked at. But I was always kind of, like, shy about it. And I started one in 2011. And I was, like, absolutely mortified. I showed one of my friends and I was like, don't tell. Oh, really? And then um, and I was like, don't just... laugh. Are you laughing? I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, are you dead? And were you then... just
0: mortified about what people would say? Yeah, totally, really?
2: totally. Yeah. And then even when I started my vlog, um, this vlog, 2014, I started it off being um, food. Um, I don't even cook. Like I cannot <laughs> cook. Like, <laughs> because I was scared to share what I really loved. And yeah. I was just scared of being slated for it. Really? Because, you know, like you know you're putting yourself out there absolutely you know and people will judge you and that's obviously a part of life but it's scary when it's something you really love and Mm. you know you're taking a leap so
0: what Um. are the biggest like sacrifices that you've had to make in your career in terms of the fact that you work for yourself and actually really interestingly because I know like you're an actress Tony and you're a blogger and Mm -hmm. sometimes you would never equate that but you're both working in industries where it's notoriously tough to kind of Make it, I suppose. Um, so, what are the big sacrifices that you've made in your life because of the passion
1: that you have for your careers, Tony? Oh. Well, I've missed out on, like, loads of holidays with friends. Like, all my friends went on J1s, or yeah. they went to Canada. They lived in Canada for three months. All my best friends now live in Australia. And I there are places that I just can't go. I don't have the time. I can't really like leave my niche, my, like, Dublin at the moment, unfortunately. Like, the farthest I can go at the moment is kind of London, yeah. uh, work-wise. And because... I am just living by the fact that my family will call one day and be like, okay, you need to be here, you need to be there, or, You know, say for example, I auditioned for something that would mean I was gonna like live over in South Africa for five months. Yeah. So those kind of things, like you miss loads of weddings, you miss loads of family events and stuff like that. Sometimes you're delighted and you're like, sorry, can't go. (laughs) But you know, there's been a lot of times where I've just let people down. I really hate letting people down.
0: Yeah.
1: And that happens all the time because when the work is there, you just have to take it and you can't let, you know, the people on the other side don't. I mean, you do have to make the decision sometimes, and I'm sure there'll be some day in the future where I'll make a call and be like-
0: It's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. Yeah.
1: But where I am am now, and trying to keep the momentum going. I think that means that there's sacrifices. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Louise, I'm I'm sure, like in terms of the fact that you have so many followers and stuff, your anonymity, I guess, is kind of mm. a sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, I know that you said that you ran up to Anushka and kind of stopped no, I her. I didn't go near her. <laughs> okay. I, didn't. I, just, I was like, oh my you god, you saw her. All yeah. of us. But do people like? Do people come up to you a lot? And is that something that you knew was going to happen, or is that something that you're very used to now and just?
2: No, it happens sometimes, and it's nice when it does. Yeah, people are kind of just coming up to say hi, but. No, I wouldn't say like my anonymity. Anamniti- I can't say that word.
0: <laughs> an- anonymity. Anonymity. It's a tough one. I was glad I that I got that. it out.
2: Because an- yeah. I share as much as I want to, so I don't. I don't mind that. Like okay. you know. But um, and I, I get you with the sacrificing events and things. Like I feel like sometimes you can't commit because work can be so ad hoc. It can be so twenty four seven. You know, mm-hmm. you yeah. can be right. You need to be here on Saturday, and you want to do it. So you're like, okay, great. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it does make it hard to commit to plans. Yeah. And then, as well as that, because. I'm online and every, like online never stops it's it can be hard to be like really present yeah so it's something you really have to work on and you have to like work on keeping your phone away from you like I'm sure everyone has it because of course. that's the age that we live in yeah but it is it is hard because you you're always switched on you know it's like you can't leave work and switch off your emails you yeah. can't put on and out of office and forget about it and so. do you have
0: any rules like in terms of The life away From your online life Like If you're with your Boyfriend and you're out For dinner or something Do you have any rules When it comes to like no, looking at your phones or anything like that, because I always think I find it really hard to not look at my phone, mm-hmm. and I have no followers in comparison to you. So you're probably just getting reams of DMs and stuff like that. And I always feel, I always think, how amazing it would be. This is just me being ridiculous, <laughs> putting up a picture and just instantly getting like thousands of likes. Does your phone just blow up? Like, what happens? What actually I don't have any happens? the
2: notifications on. Wow! Yeah, so I
0: just so you're like a Kardashian. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I would imagine. That, I would imagine <laughs> that too. You were. I would imagine they don't have notifications either. But I always think about that because I I get like tw- oh, 12, 12 people liked my photo. Delighted. I find
1: it terrifying. Like I I'm so not. I've I'm I'm have no knowledge. Like I find it so interesting the blogging world. I don't know how yeah. people do it. Like there's an amazing moment in the Lady Gaga documentary. Oh, I love it. Where Florence and the Machine is with Lady Gaga and they're like taking oh, a photo I, I watched this only like last week yeah and Lady Gaga's watched, yeah. like let's upload it and Farns and Machine's like oh my god you have so many followers like are you not terrified and Lady Gaga's like oh, I am now like I'm she didn't
0: it. even think it was like there's, she has 3 million followers or something like that on Instagram and like, it does definitely it makes you think about the reasons why people you know put filters in Photoshop and stuff yeah. like that because Imagine having that amount of like the worst I'll get is my mother will tell me that my bra strap is showing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know, which happens the odd time. And she she could call me, but she actually messages me on Instagram. And I'm like, I got a DM. It's my mother. And <laughs> that's that, mom. that's thanks, ma'am. Appreciate it. And that's kind of the worst of it. Or she'll tell me like you're not you're drinking too much coffee today. You know that kind of input? I'm like, thanks, really needed that. But I mean, does that something that flashes in your head? So you you don't get the notifications for the amount of likes and stuff like yeah. that. But do you ever I don't know. I saw something on your blog recently and and you were saying that you were going to go onto Instagram stories and you were going to talk about something, which is the charity fashion show, which we'll talk about later on. Mm -hmm. But you seemed a little bit nervous about making that announcement. So do you still get those kind of nerves?
2: Yeah, sometimes like I'm not like naturally good on the camera. Like I'm kind of like I'm a little bit like shy on camera. So it has taken me like a long time to get to where I am, and you wouldn't think that, you know. You think when you're doing this that you have to be like super confident and stuff. I actually
0: think it's quite refreshing, though, to be honest, to Mm. have somebody that's like talking to the camera who's not like crazy over the top. Like you do Mm -hmm. seem a little bit shy.
2: Yeah, and I just always just want to be like real and be honest. So sometimes just saying that is the best way to do it. Absolutely. I know I was nervous because it was the first event that I'd ever done. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to 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 come across well and yeah the tickets to sell and they did so that's, that was you know absolutely nice. we'll, we'll talk about that later but yeah. so you
0: don't really like how much time do you put into thinking about the content that goes on the grid because that's different to the stories really
2: Um yeah like I mean I used to be very picky about it I used to really like my colours to match and all that kind of really? stuff really and it still kills me a little bit but because you know when you get in that habit it's very hard to not yeah but um yeah I could I, I do spend a lot of time at it you know it takes you know time to plan the photos and stuff yeah and, yeah, but I'm not like super picky about it yeah. anymore. I think it's better to be real and I think that's what works. Better. I think
0: it's it's interesting because obviously a huge part of your job, Louise, is is being real and being honest and being open with your followers. And then your job is the exact opposite, Tony. Yeah. So like you get to play these characters who are really fun. Now, I did, I'd never met you before today. Yeah. But obviously you've played an array of characters. Um, I loved you in Cardboard Gangsters it was such an incredible Irish movie thank, you. Um, <laughs> thank yeah you. it was so cool how do you prepare for roles like that like what is your process are you are you really Daniel day lewis on us or uh, no
1: not at all no, no I, methods I, here no my kind of idea with method is I'm like but my biggest rule is if you can't answer a call from your granny while you're shooting like who are you like it's yeah. not fair like you can't answer your granny being like oh hi uh I just murdered someone or scare her with you being method, Yeah, is my rule. Mm. But um, to prepare for those roles, like I think um, I kind of had to study backgrounds and stuff like that because um, each role, people have different backgrounds, different upbringings, um, different accents. So I guess those are kind of the key elements that I'll always look at. Yeah, Um, I do a really weird thing, whereas I think of their star sign. Yeah, oh that really? That's so weird. Are you into star signs? No not really so don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> you know when Wait, you say why that. Do you, why do you think ask for their star sign? I so if you go, go through them. like so uh, you know like say Scorpio. Is anyone here a Scorpio? I
0: don't know what I
1: am. So um, What?
0: I think I'm ai think I'm on the axis. I'm either a Virgo or a Libra. What date? 23rd of September. You're a Virgo. Am I? Are you, you, I'm a Virgo Louise too. Louise mad into astrology. So I am into them. <laughs> See? Yeah. 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 Great woman. I'm a Virgo. Okay I don't know what that means so. It means... I can tell you Go on, oh, absolutely, <laughs> tell me It means you're
2: sensitive, organised, um, no, <laughs> it's
0: not true you. like, So I you're don't. on the axis, so you must be the other one A sensitive, I, ca- I suppose I could be a little sensitive, organised Hardworking. Yeah, I work
2: pretty hard uh, Okay, I'll have to look up the rest of it Okay I remember, like, Whenever I read them, I'm like, yep, 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 yep
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I find this quite interesting, but only because I don't know anything about it So what are you? Virgo as well Oh, are yeah, you? Yeah. Okay, cool yeah, We're similar. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, am I am you, I a blogger? Or you are. <laughs> You're big man. I'm big, yeah. So you think of their star signs. That's just so interesting. sometimes. Yeah. Like I always
1: kind of think, like I or even it kind of helps me more so for auditions. Like yeah. in my head, I'm like, okay, they're that kind of person, and then you can kind of just go into the audition and be like, put them into those boxes. And yeah. I always find Scorpios an easier one to put into a box.
0: Yeah. So what kind of people are Scorpios then?
1: my mum's a Scorpio so I always just think of my mum but yeah they're very loyal Um, they Louise? (laughs) No I don't know I'm not that good
0: (laughs) I'm actually getting um, I'm getting a medium on next week for like our Halloween special (gasps) so I'm hoping that they're gonna did I went to one
2: last week did you No way really? yeah. so Or the
0: week before last Did you yeah. go to a fortune teller Or did you go to a medium A
2: medium But she did like Life cards Like tarot cards Really mm.
0: And how did you find it Oh my god So interesting She really? did a little
2: bit Of medium stuff But I kind of didn't want her To do that Because it's, The medium it's stuff is, mm. is
0: the kind of Talking to the or like afterlife feeling the presence
2: Of, yeah, of
0: energies and afterlife. spirits Yeah I think that's kind of What I'm looking for They're hard to find
1: To tell you that much Really Yeah. hook you up Yeah <laughs> I know Absolutely <laughs> There's one in Roscommon That's supposed to be Like she's down a tiny alley Way. They're the great mm. ones, and there's great ones in Galway as well, apparently. I've never been to a fortune teller or to Me, card reading or anything
0: like that, but I'm so interested in it. I really I want to do an angel so cards do and stuff.
1: Yeah, I do it. My mum does angel cards with us.
0: I literally spoke to
1: Cuiva who works
0: on the front desk here yesterday because for some reason I just thought that she might know about a medium because mm. she kind of just has that vibe and she like Proper looked at me like completely straight face oh yeah no well I've gone to angel cards and I just I'd never heard that before I don't know what an angel card is are we angels What what is it about like what's the difference between angel so cards and fortune c-
2: angel cards is you kind of shuffle the cards and I think anyone can do them they give you a mm-hmm. book with the cards you pick out three the first one is the present moment the next one is your immediate future and the last one is three months time Yeah, and it just gives you like a brief summary on the card and then you can read the book for the full kind of like Just like... I don't know description of what's description. what's happening and kind so of what it's to
1: like, expect yeah new location and then in the book it will be like you're thinking of changing your location mm-hmm. be it where you live yeah. or your vocation or and all of that and then it's like the angels are telling you that that's a mm-hmm. positive
0: positive. Um, and we're going to come back and talk more about your careers but we're taking a quick break now our partnership with Ella One which is the morning after pill is continuing so it's going to be wrapping up next week with the release of our live show which was so much fun and I can't wait for you guys to hear but the last stop on our Ireland-wide Sex Vox Pops that was hard to say is Galway and our reporter Orla Condon headed out on the streets to find out all about it. You you probably like have intentions the next day oh I I need to get the morning after pill and then you just fart about you don't actually go and get it and then it's too late to get it and then shit happens. (laughs)
3: Hello there, my name is Orla Condon, and today we are on the streets of Galway for Girls With Goals. We did some really interesting research with Ella1 for Her.ie, and thousands of you took part. And we have just one more question we want to ask. Yes, we are just that nosy. Did you know that 18 to 24-year-olds believe that having unprotected sex and not taking the morning-after pill is more risky than swimming with sharks, going skydiving, and even eating gone-off chicken? Yet 6 in 10 of those have had unprotected sex in the past. We want to know what you guys have to say. Would you risk going skydiving?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah? No.
3: Well, I'm afraid of heights, like, so. But yeah, I, I always said, left. you would. You have to, though. Throw
2: you out you? the window if you can't. Like, God. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd be a bit like, oh, Jesus, I'm jumping out of a plane. But you know, I'd do it anyway. <laughs> I would. I would.
3: Okay. What if I told you that the risk of fatality is 21 in every 3 million jumps? Would that change your mind? Would that still make you feel OK about it?
0: I don't know. I feel like if you're going to die, you're going to die. You know?
3: <laughs> would you risk going swimming in shark-infested waters? No.
0: Yeah, I think
3: I'd be more okay with that. Maybe in like the shot cage. The risk of death is a bit lower. It's one in every eight million. What about eating chicken that's gone past its sell-by date? Not a all. No, not go near no. any gammy chicken. No, 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 no.
2: I have done, yeah. The
3: <laughs> yeah. So risk is a bit higher. One in every 10,000 Irish people every year get salmonella. Would you risk having unprotected sex and not taking the more pill? No. Not? No. Yeah. He would. It's kind of an in the moment thing, isn't it? Yeah.
2: No, I think that's very irresponsible and it's a bad idea.
3: No, not I hope. hope. No way would I risk it. Probably. The risk is so much higher. The chance of unplanned pregnancy in that situation is one in every twenty women. Oh God. Wow, that's insane. And there you have it, we found out what risks you guys are willing to take and the ones you're most certainly not. Thanks to everyone who asked all my probing questions over the last few weeks, I promise I won't be hassling any more strangers in the street. Well, at least not for now. But just remember, no more risky business.
0: So we were talking about uh, taking risks there in that short little clip. Would you consider yourself a risk taker? I was kind of thinking about this and I don't think I take any risks. Mm. (laughs) I'm terrible. I think I would be a little bit Yeah? Yeah In terms of what though Because like I would take a risk By not filling up my petrol tank You know I do that too Yeah (laughs) But I think that's more laziness Than actually taking risks Um, Because I hate going to the petrol station (laughs) Fair Yeah So I suppose going full time was a risk But it
2: was like Mm. a calculated risk as well Because I had like savings And I was trying to be prepared Yeah Um, Like I moved by myself After college to New York yeah, that was a risk definitely you know? mm. uh, I think I'm open to taking risks so I think that's kind of where adventure lies sometimes yeah trying to find the next one oh, yeah, yeah
1: absolutely <laughs> Tony Do you be a risk taker Um, I don't know I mean uh, kind of same with Louise in terms of like life and career like I'll yeah. be like oh we'll just see what this feels like like I recently just went to San Francisco and was like in August, I was like, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna go, and I kind of turned around, yeah, but I was just like, I'm just gonna go by myself and see what kind of happens, and then my boyfriend was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine, I just wanna go to America by myself. And I went, now my cousin lives over there, so it wasn't too much of a risk I new people. Um, That kind of stuff, I'm like, okay, that's cool, that's an experience and something positive is always gonna come from that. Yeah in terms of jumping out of a plane risk never ever ever I will
0: never jump out of a plane I'll never
1: I'll never do it like I understand that there's a
0: parachute and there's a man attached to your back and you're not gonna plummet to your death but I will never jump
1: out of a plane I just wanna enjoy it yeah are you scared of heights I'm scared of heights (laughs) I'm scared scared too Mm. I think I'm not sure I I do get that horrible tummy feeling yeah when you're like
0: "Mm." But, but it, it's one of those things that, like, if you wouldn't enjoy something, why would you do it? As in, yeah. I never watch scary movies because I'm just terrified for the entire time. I'm having an awful time. Yeah. So why would I want to put I myself am too, through but I that? Actually enjoy it. See, I enjoy being scared. To no, scary I hate it. And what I do is, you know, the way some people cover their eyes and some people cover their ears. Mm-hmm. So I would cover my ears so I could still watch it mm-hmm. but not hear it because I think it's I the it's, it's the music and it's the anticipation that terrifies mm-hmm. me more. When you look at it with no sound it's actually not that scary. But yeah, no, I'll never do that so maybe I'm just a chicken shit. I'm not a risk taker at all.
1: Yeah. Have you seen Lenny Abramson's new film The Little Stranger? No, it's, 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 it's scary. It's just creepy. Like There's just moments where you're like what? Why is this happening? It's so yeah. scary. And then it's like the suspense of everything and I think the music and that as like makes such a difference like if you were just watching it you'd be like but yeah it's 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 creepy
0: i think you have to be in a mind frame to watch a scary movie like because i remember watching paranormal activity actually my boyfriend at the time tricked me into going to the movies to see paranormal activity too i thought it was you know there's been like eight of them or something mm. i thought we were going to see a nice rom-com my fault. And uh, we were in there and then it started and it was too late for me to run out. So, oh, that's yeah, it's a really scary one. I broke up with them. So um, <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> I'm happy you did. Yeah, not that day. But I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you, it was a bit of a catalyst. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the paranormal activity kind of genre because do you remember when the first one came out? They put all the actors as missing. So they proper the marketing behind that movie was... That this actually happened, and these three filmmakers went up into the woods, and then Mm. and then they actually went missing. So when this movie came out, it went to oh, what's the big film Sundance? They went to Sundance, and it was like this surprise hit. But when you Googled like the actors, they were missing. So yeah, Yeah, that's so clever.
1: I know. Have you ever been in a horror movie? I did a psychological thriller last year called Hen. Okay. Um, it's not out yet, but it's directed by Yana Kemperman. She's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and that was actually really creepy. So it's actually kind of about the intricacies of female relationships and oh. that like backhanded bitchiness and where does that go? And um, it's about a hen party that goes horribly wrong. No
2: way. Yeah,
1: and it was really creepy. So they, Yana and Lauren, the writer kind of brought all these girls together and none of us knew each other previously and we workshopped it for a couple of months and then we were kind of just found in this house in Sligo and we kind of ended up in this beautiful location that was just full of like glass everywhere and the scene it was stunning and then it was a five night shoot, and so you like start shooting at five p.m. and then you're finished shooting at like six a.m. Wow! And then you go back to your lo- like home and you sleep at eight a.m. to like two p.m. Yeah. And, like and I came back a broken woman. Was really? like, that was terrifying. Was there a reason why the shoots were like, was it just because it was all? It was all dark, so nighttime. a lot of, yeah, shoots would be nighttime, yeah. like Boy's Girl and Film that was yeah. done with Samantha Mumba years ago. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that I was a full that. night shoot, like three weeks of night shoots. Like, I could have oh. lost my mind. Yeah. I need my sleep. So um, (laughs) I did come back a horror film from that film.
0: Really? Yeah. I mean, do do you ever allow stuff like that? Because I wonder sometimes you see these movies and there was a movie out there recently um, and I think it was Tony Collette was in it, Mm -hmm. a supreme horror movie. The advertisement just made me scared so I literally didn't watch it. But one of the actors on that said that he was proper PTSD afterwards. Does that like, does it get hard for you to leave characters behind
1: after a project it depends on the project it, it more kind of it find i find it really hard to leave the project yeah. so like you're with these people 24 7 it sets you get really really close really really quickly everyone's your best friend you talk yeah. to them every day you kind of get like infatuated with everyone and just chatting to the dop or like the cameraman or the director and all this and yeah you're like, oh my god and then it's over and you're like where are all my friends, yeah, and um, I so mean, get really involved with the situation, yeah, yeah, with them and the situation, and like, you know, you have if you're doing a scene with someone and they're looking into your eyes and they're like, "I love you," and you're like, "Oh, I love you too," and then <laughs> it's like, "And cut," and you're like, "Oh yeah, sorry, no." You it's <laughs> like like, all yeah. the showmances start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, it, that kind of element of it can be really hard. Characters, I'm yet to find one that I've. Theater-wise, like I think plays sometimes get really in under your skin because you're doing rehearsals for so long yeah. and you really pick apart the character. And I'm yet to play the lead in a film and okay. I think that's when I'll be working on a script for months on end and yeah. then to leave it behind, I'll be like... It'll be heartbreaking. That's the, She's mine.
0: So what is the end kind of goal for you in terms of what is making it? Is it Hollywood? Is it anything like that? I mean, I think when you look at the industry that you're in, there's like the Hollywood A-list celebrity actors Mm. who all started in like the same place as every actor, just trying to get gigs and trying to get work. Mm. Um, And then there's the hundreds of thousands of millions of other actors that are working actors every
1: single day. Mm. What do you think... My worst fear is Hollywood. So, really? like, my worst fear is walking down the street and someone being like, oh, my God. Um, and then me saying something and then being like, oh, Tony works said this. Yeah. That's just how I feel on that random Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Like, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel Friday morning. Like, people... Counting on what I say makes me really nervous because I I'd be worried that my vocabulary isn't up to scratch or like my like I can't be that articulate as we're noticing right now yes. and like you know that's why having hundreds and thousands of followers would make me so nervous because I'd feel like I'd need to use it for activism or for yeah. something or you know have something to do or say because I'm not my characters like I'm just you're just you yeah I'm just this person and then I go to work like everyone else and what I do isn't ordinary but that doesn't make it extraordinary it's just a different job so it's yeah I've had
0: like interesting conversations with some of my colleagues who've interviewed like really big named Hollywood actors and some of them have been lovely and then some of them have just been absolutely horrendous and i find it so interesting because obviously this is a media situation you guys are on this podcast and you both have really interesting careers and that's why i think our listeners of the show and and our readers of the site want to hear from you and they want to know more about like what you guys are doing but at the same time i always find it ironic when actors sit there in an interview and give shit to the Mm. to the person who are interviewing them because like Media and interviewing and stuff like that is a huge part of And yeah. the, the press element of it is a huge part of why They're in the position that they're in mm-hmm. But sometimes they just hate it I yeah. love watching YouTube videos of that though but Like I, bad I, interviews oh, and stuff yeah. I'm
2: like literally when I'm like bored Like my guilty pleasure is it YouTube videos It's Bad celebrity videos It's so, oh, videos that's like it's when I'll so
0: entertaining it <laughs> But it's so entertaining to watch, you're right But at the same time I don't know what they're getting out of it because they need to Mm. to have that. They need to have that publicity. Yeah, I
1: it's such a catch twenty two. So there's so many different actors that avoid it like the plague, and they're just like I can't. They're just in it for the art. In it for the art, and then there's so many actors that you know enjoy it. And I think my generation, because we are the generation of people easy access and finding out about your life really really quickly. Yeah, I am gonna have to do that more so than maybe. Kieran Hines, who is one of Ireland's greatest actors and nobody knows who he is. Like he can walk down Grafton Street and nobody would stop him and he has done massive things. And that's for me is kind of the dream to just kind of keep work going and to be very well respected in my industry. Yeah, And just to like, you know, for people to enjoy my work and to be able to go and be like, I really, really thought that she portrayed that well or whatever. Because Beyonce. surely, yeah. But Beyonce well,
0: never does interviews. Yeah,
1: that's true. She doesn't have to. She doesn't so, really have to. <laughs> queen, yeah. I am Beyonce is what we're saying. Goals is Beyonce, yeah. basically.
0: So i say there's people in the industry, though, who are clearly just in it to um, be famous, though.
1: Exactly, And I'm yeah. sure that,
0: like, that's kind of the same with your industry as well, Louise. Like, do you ever find... I mean, because you started your blog because you wanted to pursue your passion you mm-hmm. actually were in a job that you weren't able to be doing what you love to do so you mm-hmm. started the blog as a passion project mm-hmm. essentially so do you think now with how much bloggers and I'm going to ask you the same question in a minute but how much bloggers have blown up do you think people are getting into it for the wrong reasons do you see people who have absolutely no aesthetic understanding of what they're doing and they're literally just doing it to get those kind of hashtag spawn, hashtag ad kind of situations. Well, I'm
2: sure there is, like, because there is perks to being a blogger. Like with every job, there are there are other perks, but and I'm sure some people will be attracted by those perks. But if that's why you're getting into it, I don't think I don't think you'll last very long because yeah. it does take a lot of work to get to that stage, and you you just can't do it for the perks. You have to do it because you love it. Yeah. And yeah. You have to treat it like work. And do
0: you and your kind of fellow bloggers who would be on the same kind of trajectory as you're now in terms of like, you know, working lots and getting like really making a nice living out of it. Do you guys talk about that? Do you talk about people who are kind of up and coming and whether they're going to make it or not?
2: Mm, No, I don't think so. Like I mean I, I, I would talk about like Bloggers that I see That I'm like Oh I really love her style Or yeah. like you know So it's a supportive community Yeah Yeah, yeah. That's good That's Like I love seeing people Who like Have a small following I'm like oh my god They're gonna be huge Yeah but Like oh my god They have such good potential You know Yeah Cause you can see it In their, in their style Or the way they do things Or they're slightly different yeah. It's actually hard To put your finger on it sometimes But like sometimes You just really like the way people do things or the way people say things yeah.
0: and that's why I like following people you know mm. and things just stick out I suppose as well you do have to almost have that little bit of edge, an edge and an individuality as well mm-hmm. because it's becoming such a saturated market now like I'd say actually when I was talking to Anushka, she said something really interesting about it she was like you know 8-10 years ago you could count the bloggers in Ireland on one hand like mm-hmm. it was very minimal and now you know it's Packed, yeah. which I think is actually putting more pressure on you well established bloggers to make sure that you're being like honest with your with your following and make sure that it is a job and mm-hmm. it's not just 100 because I yeah. think people do think sometimes that people are just sitting at home like talking to their phone on Instagram yeah. and it's absolutely not like yeah, you no. talked about the guilt that you feel when you step away from your desk recently oh my recently. god! yeah
2: yeah I still I get that all the time I get up the same time actually I get up earlier now than I did when I worked yeah. I work longer like, if I have a day where I'm like, um, OK, I need a day off, to, I feel so guilty. Like, I can't take a sick day yeah. and be like, right, I'm taking a sick day,
0: mm. you know? Because there's nobody there.
1: Like, That's if my blogger my friends are like, yeah. Louise,
2: it's fine. You're allowed to take a day off. You are. And it's like, you're not,
1: though. Yeah, you're actually
2: not like, I know. you know,
1: but you do have to be careful of that because I just think like my boyfriend's an actor and a mm. producer and I say to him, like, you can't send emails after a certain time like he'll really? be at 11pm he'll be lying in bed and emailing you oh, and I'm Yeah. Like, no it's so bad for you, for your brain because yeah. you have to think about it like what's after this like where you know like w- what do you want like uh, like my dream is to have like a farm and like have my self-sufficient <laughs> farm <laughs> sorry I have some <laughs> laugh. <laughs> no, enough like, oh, I was like <laughs> do not like my power with chimpanzees (laughs) chimpanzees well just like you know and having that or like I I want to have a family but that's just me and like you know so like when all it's quiet again you have to think of like what are you left with yeah absolutely Mm. because you must drive like the phone thing like Mm. I'm so guilty but don't get me wrong I sound like the patron saint of Joan of Arc over here but I just mean like I'm on my (laughs) phone was
0: she a patron saint she definitely didn't have an iPhone Joan of (laughs) (laughs) Arc yeah (laughs) <laughs> Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc
2: was she married to? No, 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 no. No, but no, no, I like no, that you okay. thought that. No,
0: Oops. Joan of Arc. I think <laughs> Can we his, edit that. <laughs> his, his Mrs. <laughs> might have been Joan, but definitely a different one. No, I think she was French. French, and she, yeah, did, no, she I knew did that. Did a bit of fight. Yeah, she, she was a, was a prisoner and she escapes. That. I know, don't worry. yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to ask you that question as well, though. When you're, you know, in your industry do you get people who are just in it for the fame? Cause I, I'll never forget once I was interviewing someone to come and work with me when I was a news editor mm. and they came in and they sat down and they said to me, they were like in the interview, they said, you know, I actually just want to be um, on TV. So this is just a nice way for me to get into broadcasting. And I was like, okay, what? what? Like, I'm probably not going to give you this job, but like, th- thank you thanks for coming in. Do you like your coffee? Like, I was so confused. I mean, I I appreciated her honesty and that she didn't want to work in news and she didn't want to work in radio she wanted to be famous and she wanted to be um, on to telly box which mm. I wasn't going to be giving her that opportunity mm. um, but do you think some people are just trying to be actors to be famous as well do you ever encounter them or are, yeah. are most people in it for what would be considered the right reasons which is just the absolute passion
1: I think Louise is right like if you aren't prepared to put the hours and the work in and the insert, like the uncertainty of this job is just yeah so terrifying and Huge. you just don't know and actually someone recently said to me if you have time that's amazing and take it because we are so convinced that we don't have any time that we won't you know do this that and the other so you know if you d- do have a break just believe that something will eventually come along yeah. and take that break for what it is rather than just sitting at home on YouTube or being like my career is over <laughs> I'll never work again <laughs> um, but I think so I, I think you know if people are in it just for the fame I think it's very obvious in yeah. the first 10 minutes of meeting them um, and it, you know if you you do need a lot more you need hard working you need talent you need to be committed you need to be prepared for people to slate you at every moment yeah. of the day and rejection is a constant so you know if you're going to do all that for fame then I mean, power do (laughs) you.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you said there, rejection. So I had so many things that we were going to get to talk about, but we are actually running out of time, so I might not
1: get to it. But
0: in terms of rejection and kind of putting yourself out there, again, both very similar. Mm. Louise, how do you handle the hate? Or do you even get much hate? Or the um, negative comments that kind of come along with things do you get that or do you just uh, don't get read some, it I get a little bit yeah and yeah.
2: um, not as much now that the whole bloggers unveil thing has died down I think people have kind of been like okay they're not all bloggers are like really bad you know, yeah you know. that
0: was a weird time yeah. for everybody I think um, in and out of the industry as well it was very, very weird and everything that happened afterwards was even crazier yeah. so mm.
2: I try and just um, like I try and read it because I don't think there's any point in not reading it okay if it's sent to me um and take it on board if it's if it's constructive and if it's not, I just like completely ignore it yeah, you know because what's the point in in carrying that stuff around with you if it's not constructive you know yeah.
0: I don't know if I could do it as in like I don't know if I would be able to deal with because I mean it's good to hear that you don't get a huge amount but some bloggers that I know that I've had mm. on the podcast that I've spoken to that I'm friends with get daily hatred it can and be hard it can be hard for people like and if you get like something
2: really nasty like it would play on your mind like you know mm. oh absolutely yeah. like
0: I mean I, I've I've obviously I'm not a blogger and I'm, I don't have like, a huge following so I've never had to deal with it but one time I did get a little bit of Stick when I was on the radio for something that I did, and it proper like tore me down. As Mm. in, I was just like, I don't, I wouldn't be able to deal with this amount of hatred. It became a bigger deal than what it was, and it just was just mental. Like, Mm. but I mean, you're kind of always at risk of that when you're in the industry that Mm -hmm. you're in.
2: I think as long as you're honest and you're proud of what you're doing, yeah, for the most part, it won't affect you that much, Yeah. yeah, you know, that's what I think. And I hope I haven't had anything you know really bad so i can't say for definite but i think as long as you were working with integrity it shouldn't be
0: too bad integrity yeah you know integrity is a good mm. word i think i think it's it's a, great word. it's a great word and it's important um right before we go i want to ask you guys a few things about what you guys have coming up you're going to the Victoria's secret fashion uh, show i'm dead i know <laughs> Stop. that's so I exciting know. where is it in new york this is one of those perks I think we were talking about, right? Oh mm-hmm. And so, I got to bring my best friend, which is even oh, bigger perk. Oh, that's birth. so nice. Okay, mm-hmm. so tell us about this. Do you know, like, what is it about? I mean, just tell us everything about it. Because I watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show every year. I love it. It's just one of my things. I just think those women are just ridiculous when they're walking down that runway. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, it just makes they're me. Like yeah, they look incredible. It just makes me want to have wings. Which yeah. I think is basically You do have wings Aww. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great now um, So obviously you're going for work right? Yeah Okay yeah. So cool. I've
2: been an ambassador for them for this year Yeah So um, that was one of the things they told me like When they asked me to do it And I was like absolutely But I was always like This is not going to happen yeah. now the flights are booked but everything's still top secret like I still don't even know what date the show is on really? like I have an idea but I'm not like sure Okay. don't have the tickets in my hand yet you know that kind shit. of way shit mm. so until you get
0: them until you're on the plane is I know it but I get to be... go backstage and interview them and
2: everything no. and I'm like well, no. what am I going to ask I'm like oh. so any suggestions for questions oh <laughs> let me know I'd be like are you soft can
1: I touch your skin <laughs> I don't
0: know if you're allowed to touch them no, no. I don't think you're allowed Sorry. to touch them yeah, yeah I've been but please we'll don't do it. that <laughs>
1: probably bad <laughs> Don't
0: blogger. don't touch the angels so I'm so gonna ask that <laughs> you should ask them different things though because I know that they're always asked the same kind of things like they're always asked about the diet and they're always asked about like the run up to the, uh-huh. the show you should like ask them stuff like what's the first thing you're gonna do tomorrow do you know what I mean like yeah. ask them something that's a little bit different because I think they're in this league of of women like Victoria's Secret models that's so Unattainable, they're Mm. so like they almost look like aliens. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Like the the perfection and the beauty that they have Mm. is just so
1: hard. I think it's pretty easy if you look like that. No, I I would say a lot of it
2: is down to jeans, and then a lot of it is like them working hard. But think about it like like you
1: leave in the heist in the morning, and you know, going to spar to get you know your granola that. Everyone's looking at you. Actually, and that's me. funny because
2: Gigi Hadid put up a post today. I was reading it. I don't mm. know if you saw it. No. A big long post about um, paparazzi stalking her. Yeah. And so did Kendall Jenner had one yeah. up as well.
0: Oh, Kendall Jenner's been having a terrible because time. because they're,
2: they're getting sued from paparazzi who have taken their photo that they've reposted. They're like, you literally stalked my life and now you're suing me because I've posted a photo you That's yeah.
0: bullshit, like, to be honest with you, that's absolutely bullshit. Mm-hmm. If someone's bullshit. taking a picture of you, there has to be some kind of regulation or law that you are allowed mm-hmm. to repost that You chat. have the right like, to your own face. Off. I'm yeah. sorry, that's stupid.
2: You have the right to your but own face. But apparently, if you're in a public place, you like the law is that they're allowed to take a photo of you. Yeah. And if it's their photo, it's their property. So that's what they're. That's yeah. what, why they're allowed to. That's sue. messed
1: up. That's that. Well, hopefully, them suing will actually change the laws. Yeah, fair play. Of- absolutely, I think they have
0: complete rights on that. I do find it hard to feel sorry for Victoria's Secret <laughs> models mm. just because I want to know, like. You know the way sometimes you get asked questions about like what your superpower would be. Ooh, ask them what their superpower would be. That's always an interesting one. They usually say invisibility. I would be. I'd say they'd say invisibility, so Um, that they can go and get their granola, no hassle. See you guys. Um, yeah. But I think like my superpower would be I would want to fly. But I'd also want to know what it would be like to be Gigi Hadid just for a day. Just for a day. I just want to see what it's like up there in terms of height as well. Louise, I wouldn't mm. mind your height for a day mm. as well.
2: I just I'd love to know what it'd be like to be smaller.
0: Well, I have to say, I have to ask people to get my bowls all the time. Okay, yeah, yeah I don't can't have them in the kitchen. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I was like, what bowls? Bowls in your kitchen. <laughs> Breakfast bowls. Okay, yeah, of course. It's just a struggle that I face on a day to day basis. <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, uh, yeah, but that would be, uh, I'd love to know what it would feel like to be like them. Yeah. Imagine who's going to be Performing as well Oh my god I know They always are the best I get predictions
2: I'm going to guess Dulipa.
0: Yeah
2: uh, Camila Cabello maybe Yeah Possibly Drake maybe
0: Oh god that'd be awesome
2: uh, Yeah that's who my predictions are
0: I'll never forget Absolutely. when we'll Bruno Bruno Mars was oh, when it. he performed at one of them, and he's like my height. So uh, when he was like <laughs> dancing along beside the Victoria's mm. Secret Mot and he was just down here. I love Taylor TV. Swift was going. I don't think she's, she's gonna. Yeah, she was no, she did it before. She might be there though. She's mates with them all. Uh-oh. Oh my god! It's too exciting. So it's in a couple of weeks, though, isn't it? Yeah, less than three weeks. Okay, yeah. wow, that's incredible. That's yeah. going
1: to be A fangirling overdrive I know Yeah And the then, then
0: tell us about This charity event That you have as well That's coming up soon Isn't it That's the end of
1: November Yeah, End of November
0: Is that yeah. all sold out now or? Sold out yeah Wow Um,
2: It was my first event So I, I did like It was you know Not huge yeah. But now I kind of wish I did a bigger one But yeah. I mean It gives me hope That I can do another one again mm. But it's all for The Irish Cancer Society Which is very close to my heart My granny died of cancer mm. Two years ago And you know so many family members have been affected by it and every I think just yeah. every, every week you hear somebody you I think everybody has mm-hmm. been affected yeah. by the yeah. yeah, so it's just a fashion show because that's kind of where I started in the fashion industry I yeah. used to model with the Home and Lee agency in Limerick and they're going to come up and model for the show yeah. I've got some really nice brands on board like really like nice brands that I would wear and like it's going to be really cool. And we have that like nice cool. goodie bags and we're going to have like an artist. there, kind of illustrating people. And oh, it's lovely. just going to be like a really nice girly night out.
0: Amazing. But like guilt free
2: and, and everyone gets a goodie bag too. And so. it's for a good cause as well. Yeah.
0: And this is just something that you want to do yourself. Like? I just
2: said, like, I have all these connections now. I may as well use them yeah. like for the benefit Definitely. of the people going because they're all going to have a great night and, you know, it's not really going to cost them. I mean, they're going to get the cost back in what they get, you know, exactly and then obviously all the money that we'll raise for charity so
0: I think that's amazing I think it's good to see people like that like you know in your position who are who are doing things like that as well because we all like people who are you know in the entertainment industry and in media we're very lucky that we get to go to these lovely events and things like that and Mm. sometimes they're for great causes and then other times they're not and sometimes I feel guilt when I go to these things because I'm just like wow this is such an amazing spread and you know I I just just remember the Christmas guilt last year as well how
2: intense it gets around Christmas with everything that with all the the press drops and events you go to and stuff you're just spoiled you really are Yeah. Yeah, so So I just said before Christmas it'd be nice to it's a nice
0: time as well to do it before Mm -hmm. the run up to Christmas Mm -hmm. best of luck with that but the tickets are sold out but you'll be doing more things like yeah. that in the future yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ I can't wait to see your coverage of the oh Victoria's Secret <laughs> what else is coming up for you anything big next year that you can tell us have you got any um, big things on the horizon
2: next year um, no but next week I'm going to New York as well with H&M oh stop nice. Yeah, for the Machino launch
0: oh shit yeah their collab- de-
2: designer collaboration they do every year this wow. year it's Machino it looks really cool
0: I love New York yeah
2: me it's too it's a great me place too. Yeah,
1: I really like it
2: yeah, so next year is just like there's a big question mark over next year right now.
1: Really? So I'm excited. Um, we're only in October. I know. I was
2: just
0: thinking, why am I talking about? We're next in the middle
2: year? of October. It's like Christmas windows went up yesterday.
0: Last uh, year. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Brown Thomas. Brian Thomas have their Christmas oh windows God. up. It's gonna
1: fly in. Tony, tell us about you. What are you doing? Um, I'm like here racking my brains. Me like, am I late? Um, Dude, just say it all. Come on. I think give us yeah, the, yeah. No. Um, I tea. so next week I'm going to. Um, North, and I'm I'm involved teeny tiny bit in um Kathy Brady, who did Can't Cope Won't Cope and all of them. She's shooting a feature film at the moment up there.
0: Amazing. Um,
1: so I'm up there. Um, and then after that, um, Jack Rayner is making his directing and writing debut. Jack Rayner would have played Richard in what in Richard, what Richard did. did yeah, you um, mentioned him. Yeah I stay, I shot that with him years ago in 2012 and then we've just stayed very close and then his girlfriend actually turns out to be one of my long lost cousins.
0: No way. I know. She was the girl who, who was in the um, Horse Outside video. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So very They've been guys. together Remember years too. now, aren't they? They've yeah, yeah, been together. My family's from Limerick. I wanted to say that at the start but I didn't want to interrupt your six words. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <from my parent. laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're shooting something now in November and I'm very excited. Amazing. About he's
0: been a little quiet lately, hasn't he? He kind of went to Hollywood and then he's not really anymore.
1: Um, He's actually just been in Hollywood for the last six months filming okay. something that just came out and he's also been away. I don't think I'm allowed to tell his news. Um, <laughs> I'm certainly not allowed to tell his, but I'm not allowed to tell my own. That's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he's working away. Um over there and back and forth from America. And yeah. um, it's funny, we don't hear in Ireland that much. Like Jessie Buckley, okay, this like, huge Irish actress from Kerry, yeah. who's just like blown up in London. Yeah. And it, we, we just haven't spoken about her yet and we don't know. And then when she gets her Oscar, we're gonna be like, oh, she's Irish. There she we'll is. We'll take her. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't so, it, when it comes to those kind of things. We're and- funny about that, because we take it a while to warm to our own
0: Ah, Yeah Well we're so self-deprecating To ourselves And also to everybody else In the country So You know We don't We don't I don't think we buy into it A huge amount Until they get an Oscar And then we're like Back.
2: Yeah, I think it's funny in Ireland. Uh, like within Ireland, we all like grudge and we all kind of bring each other down. But once someone makes it outside of Ireland, you're like, oh my god, they're amazing. We own now. them. We own them. Yeah, and yes. if
1: and if the Brits try and take oh. them, we're like, can you believe what BBC did? I know, yes. which they is called the serious English. English. Yeah, English. I know. We're like terrible. that's what Je- Jessie I just know because she's like had her whole trajectory over in London. Yeah. so if they do claim her. I mean parity them because we haven't been giving her any crack. Well that's it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you've got lots coming up then. That's yeah, exciting. So it's exciting. But I don't know about the new year either and it's only October. It is, yeah.
0: Ladies, thank you so much for coming in. I've kept you for a long time, so I'll (laughs) let you go now. Louise Cooney and Tony O'Rourke. Shane Dempsey was on sound this week. Fiona Delaney was helping out as well behind the scenes. Don't forget to listen out for our live show. It's going out on Wednesday the 24th. I'm Niamh and We will chat to you next week for our Halloween special. Mm. Thanks, guys.